point damage, just point damage. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're back. Yeah, so unfortunately, the little conversation we just had was off air, but hey, that's all right. Um, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, uh, our pathfinders are gathering back at the Hyde March Mansion. Um, we appear to be starting now or soonish. There's been a bit of a delay tonight. We're, oh goodness, about an hour and a half late. Um, <clears throat> for which I do apologise. It's not all my fault. That's me apologising to the players, by the way, not. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> uh, it's not like I had anything else to do. I'm looking for. Oh. Oh, damn it. Am I gonna get all oh, right? There we go. Um, so what I should be doing is do it this way. Yeah, yeah, I know. Slow start. Um, got it. Oh, right. Um, so, yeah. Um, ooh. What? Wow, it's like it's stuck on that number. Okay. <laughs> well, there's only a D3. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unlike the other game that we played and oh, once, oh. like over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, I know. I know. Yep. So, um,. Mm, damn it. Uh, so, Isaac should be joining us tonight. Unfortunately, he has technical difficulties with his computer, which hopefully he is resolving. Um, it's a kind of... It's a virus or something nasty, and he's trying to sort it out, so his computer will work again. Uh, I've looked up some instructions for him. Hopefully that will help. It would be really nice for him to be here for what is about to follow, but... What will probably happen is that he'll turn up a little bit later and um, and you guys will have to inform him of all the stuff you have learned, which is a shame because it would be nice for him to be present for this. <laughs> and, and as the players are typing about the latest splurge of the Twilight um, franchise. S yeah. I'm kind of waiting to see if things get focused a little bit. Yeah. 
So, are we ready to get focused? Indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what I'm going to do is give you guys a link back over to the Hyde March Manor or somewhere near it. So, as usual, select your tokens and click the little link. And I might, I'm going to check if I can actually do it with an NPC as well. Oh, wow, I can. Awesome. Oh dear. So let's have people in the. <laughs> Why are there two? Because you did it as well as me. No, I didn't. Well, I <laughs> did it once. Somebody must have done mine. No idea. It's okay. So, so for a moment there, Malvolio looks at his reflection in the window and thinks, my, what a handsome devil I am. And it's almost... <laughs> as no, he doesn't best. think. <laughs> he knows he's a handsome devil. Is that charming fellow there, reflected in the glass. Oh, it's yes, it's me. Yes, of course. He is charming, he is handsome, and he is in fact a devil. Blooded. Mm -hmm. uh, we have two people on the correct map at the moment. That's not very good, is it? I'll move start. Two more. Oh, God. Um, one minute. <clears throat> I had to go to the correct map, the grubby map, then come back over to Magnamar, because I loaded into Magnamar. Oh. Well... In the future, if we have that issue, I think that I could probably just jump over and grab them. Oh, I could force people over, but I'm just doing it now. Yeah. There we go. Um, are we keeping Brandar in here, or? Uh, I'll let you know shortly. Okay. It's too crowded on this side of the table. Yeah, but I. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, as you may recall. Last time you were all sitting down and uh, Sheila had informed you that this uh, this remnant was a fragment of the original Sahedron, which she was about to explain to you all when we decided it was probably best to leave it for another week because I could have crammed it all in at the end there, but better to try and get it in here, I think. I was hoping we might have a better, bigger turnout. <laughs> okay, so I'm needing uh, this. Is there anything... Okay, so there are candles on the table. You know, but it's dark outside. You can see the... Uh, little bit of the starlight coming in, because, hey, the sun hasn't quite set yet. It's around that time of evening, you know, when it's... It's kind of between day and night, a little bit before dusk. Mm -hmm. Is this perchance we've had the opportunity to clean up before coming here? Now, that's a good point, because she had ordered the servants to draw parts for you. So mm -hmm. you may very well wish to take the opportunity to avail yourselves to scrub up. Not just myself, I'd like to have my things cleaned as well. 
um, yes, a, a rather haughty-nosed gentleman in a certain uniform, kind of, you see him trying to pick up the claw with, with thumb and forefinger and go, and hold it at arm's length, but he just, <laughs> the fact that it kind of requires two arms to lift it means that he, he, he needs to touch it a lot more than he wants to. <laughs> I would most assuredly assist him with at least a prestidigitation to clean it, clean yeah. at least the gunk off of it. Yeah, it would stop it smelling, but it would never stop the itchiness feel of having touched it. Uh, yeah. even, even if it is clean, it's the memory. As of... as you are about to head off to bathe, mm. Sheila suggests that you know, you know, my boys, it's uh, it's getting quite late. Why don't we hold? I'm sure. I'm sure you wish to know much about this artifact we have recovered. However, if you are weary from your... Oh, God, what's the word? Ah, yes. Endeavours? No, 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 it's exertions. I, I was just thinking exhort. No, that's not right. If you're weary from your exertions, why do we not hold this meeting in the morning? Over breakfast, perhaps. Indeed, breakfast would be interesting. Moata paces around the room, poking into every candy container, snuff box, and curio, hoping to uncover more Pugwumpy to kill. Milady, <laughs> um, if I may be so bold, do you have the services of a healer with it on the premises? Um, some us need some attention, I'm afraid. Uh, the local lodge is uh, still rather fresh and budding. We do have some supplies I sh shall uh, endeavour to recover for you in the morning. But for now, time is probably the best healer. Um, um, me get um, um, gunk in scar. Uh, open wound. Oh yes, that's really not very good. Perhaps we should send for a physician to come and examine. Um, just want... Um, wound cleaned. Want wound to heal over time. I'll have one of the maids come up and assist you in cleaning that during your ablutions. Hmm. Was there anything else? Uh, there is one thing. Uh, what of Natalia? Ah, yes. She, she will. <laughs> she looks at her as she's kind of sitting there sulking in the corner. Carry on. Oh. What what do you plan on doing with her? I intend to question her. Gently, I hope. As as the situation requires. Well. Uh, um I'll turn away for this uh, pretend I didn't hear that very well so the rest of the evening is spent scrubbing and soaking and relaxing as you feel the pain and the tension just ease away God. oh you're all feeling so exhausted and uh, eventually you are taken upstairs surely there are some stairs in an upper floor to this building it's kind of disturbing as there doesn't seem to be. Uh, okay, so you <laughs> go to some of the little buildings, little buildings around the back, 
Maybe they haven't built it yet. Uh, there are some buildings around the back of the of the mansion, of the manor. Uh, at least one of which will be quarters for visiting Pathfinders to rest in. And you all sink into beds and begin to drift off to sleep. Some more quickly than others. Uh, you yeah, can now give yourselves... Oh, you know what? One, two, three, four... Yeah, okay. Four. Um, hmm. Uh, when you wake in the morning, Moata remembers dreams of crushing a Pugwumpy's skull with his claw. Sorry, his earthbreaker. Uh, Moata will try. Oh, he'll go out drinking before he goes to bed. Okay. Um. Uh, okay, so he goes out to a bar to try and get drunk, and they turn him away because of the stench, so he heads back to the manor to get washed instead, apparently. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, you guys can all give yourself um, the benefits of a night's rest. So, what's that? Uh Soren doesn't sleep very well that night. The oh. idea of Natalia being uh, possibly tortured at the same time that he's in a warm, comfy bed doesn't sit well with him. Understood. Uh, I'll go round and heal everyone up now for a night's rest. Oh, it's, it's unfortunately actually... for me. I'm already healed, and um, I have a, a slight con issue. Yep, that's okay. We'll um Oh good point. You can you can have a point of that back. Yay. Um I got it. Oh hello. I would like Malvolio to make me a fortitude save, please. Uh-huh. Here we go. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I type it properly this time. Uh-huh. Backhanded typing. Aha! Yeah. Hey. Um, and I would like Lockney to make me a fortitude save as well. <laughs> okay, so Moata dreams of torturing Natalia. Twisting <laughs> <laughs> with his mind. <laughs> Okay. This is the adult channel, I hope. Okay. And... Alright, so in the morning, uh, Malvolio is feeling a bit... Um, a bit shaky. He's, he's kind of trembling a bit, and he's, he's sweating a little. Oh my... Actually, quite a bit. No, a little. Okay, so... Um, Marvolio, you look terrible. Thank you for that, my friend. I feel terrible. What else is obvious? Um, Paul? The fact that you're not wearing check pants. The, um, check the information I put in there for you. 
and apply it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The con is irrelevant at the moment, but the dex definitely is. The fact that he's shaking makes it a bit harder for him to control his his fingers and toes and stuff. Yeah, and shoot things and stuff. And and do up his and do up his garters in the morning. Oh, I can do that if it just takes longer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. It's gaiters, isn't it? Bright, bright yellow gaiters. Perhaps after breakfast, Marvolio, you should go back to bed. An excellent idea. When's she selling for that uh, healing, that physician? (laughs) (laughs) I think she should send it to me first, because obviously I seem to be suffering the most. That and the world does revolve around Marvolio. Mm -hmm. Well, he is obviously Marvolio for those who actually understand Twelfth Night. I'm going to hide Natalia momentarily. She can be somewhere else in the building. Hmm. And how am I feeling in the morning? Uh, You're feeling okay. Apart from... Oh, of course, you get to recover a point of lost ability score damage. Already marked it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, you're feeling fine. Disturbingly. (laughs) Still a little weak, but... Mm -hmm. Hmm. I'll come down for breakfast. So breakfast is served, probably not in this room mansion, but actually this is a, this is a good room because it's got a big table, so it's a good breakfast room. And it's it's a nice breakfast. There's porridge and oat cakes and honey. Ah, honey, lovely. Um, look at them and fruit. Meat, bread. Well, of course, I'll uh, arrange for something. And she reaches for that little bell and gives it a little tinkle. And after a while, a servant pops his head around the door and says, "Yes, mistress." And she says, "Ah, oh, the, uh, the fellow here wishes for." Some more traditional fare. Do see to it, won't you? And he says, I'd Look like at him and, and he ducks out the door. Look at her and thank you. Got to get strength up. Or, um, <laughs> got to get feeling better. Ah. I, I understand, uh, that Moata is calling for mead, and the servant hears that as he ducks out the wall. He, he pops his head back round the door, um, look at so he looks to Sheila, and she nods to him, and he scurries off. She says, "Now then, uh, let us begin. We have much to cover today, and uh, let me see. First off, I had a little word." with Natalia while you were both uh, all soaking in the tubs last night, purging yourself of the vile stench that had assailed you. I am afraid she was rather unresponsive, so I put her to bed with a few of the servants to watch over her, and we'll try again later on to see if she's a little more talkative. 
Um, Soren will voice uh, to Lady Hyde March that. Um, something else you will notice is that Brandar and Susanna are not present at breakfast. Hmm. They sick too? Ah, no. She indicates the I these spare seats. There's your good friend Brandar, after his uh, incident with the Shard of Pride, feels that, feels that he has committed some great offence by the arrogant feelings he was suffering. He wishes to go and make penance at the church of Iomede for some time before he will feel fit once again to work for the Pathfinder Society. Mm. Our good friend Susanna here, on the other hand, is out looking for something for me. As you may recall, Natalia was known to run with one of the local Skarni gangs. I have sent Natalia out to carefully make some inquiries as to whether she can recover some of the information that Miss Van Kaskakin herself is unwilling to provide us with. And thus the DM hmm. attempts to seamlessly cope with some player absences. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. Did I get away with it? <laughs> Not quite. Ah, more or less. Blatantly. Okay, then. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, uh, as I like was saying last night, the artifact you recovered for me was a fragment of the Shattered Star. The Shattered Star was a powerful item uh, of defensive nature, crafted well over 10,000 years ago by the founder of the very empire of Fasalon himself. He was an Aslanti by the name of Shin. Although it's, uh, it's kind of hard to tell with Aslanti pronunciation and their spelling. Technically it's Xin, although Sin would probably be the easiest way to describe it. So yes, Emperor Sin of the Empire of Fasalon. Now, at the time, it was known as the Sahedron, a seven-pointed star made of the seven sky metals infused with a powerful magic. When the Rune Lords rebelled against him, this item was broken into seven parts, or at least so the legends say, and the Rune Lords each claimed a shard for their own. In the ten millennia since Earthfall and the end of Fasalon, the shards have shifted locations, yet they have never been reassembled into the Sahedron. And she looks around the table and waits for a little while for this monumentous information to, to um, uh, sink in. And I need to work out why Malvolio has a load of non-lethal damage. It's recovery, oh. isn't it? Sorry? It's hourly recovery. isn't it? Yes. Huh. As 
Lockney has his own little epiphany and realizes, I am just small pebble in grand scheme of universe. <laughs> Soren himself kind of leans back in his chair and stares up at the ceiling in kind of puzzlement. No. Makes you wonder what you what things there are out there that we have yet to discover. Uh, Indeed, Milady, it does. We have found one shard. You mentioned there are others. Now you seem to put uh, some magical device into the shard. It seems to have um, lessened the negative impact that earlier provided. What happens to the shard now? And what other shards are out there? And would they? You know what harm? before if they're not properly gathered and that restored. is a very interesting question. Firstly, such an artifact would not be easy to recognize to a simple layman. It is only due to the fact that I've spent the last several years studying ancient Thessalonian culture that I was able to recognize it for what it was. Now, the, the legacies of their ancient empire and its monuments and magic are, after all, the primary reason why the Pathfinders have become interested in Varusia. The story of the Shattered Star is one of the most oft-repeated legends of that time among those who write about ancient Thessalonian artifacts, surpassed only by the Seven Swords of Sin in popularity. Mm -hmm. Even so, the legend of the star itself is still relatively obscure, and I have long hoped to stumble across some portion of the artifact. Never did I hope in my wildest dreams that I would ever do so, and that it would simply be brought to my home one day. Now, in regards to your other question regarding the other six portions of the star. Let me see. Mm -hmm. It is understood that each of the seven rune lords chose one for themselves, which they believe to exemplify the greatest virtue, or sin, as they called them, of Thessalonian society. They have therefore been scattered as the rune lords passed away, into dust in the former pasts of the world. Actually, you may be interested to know that uh, the rune lord Karzog recently resurfaced some few years back and was dealt with by a group of local powerful Varician heroes. I do not know all the details of the tale, although I understand there was a particularly sordid incident up in the hills with some ogres that I would rather not go into the details of. However, you asked about the the reforming of the star and what might happen if it is not reformed. Uh, firstly, allow me to say that I do not know of any great tragedy that is likely to come about if the star itself is not reformed. Although I may need to do some more research on that. Now, 
There are a great many dangers massing against the land of Varicia, and if we could rebuild the star itself, it is quite possible it would be a great defense against these things. But we are not certain. Not by putting all these only would the country be defended, but additionally, it would bring great prestige to the Pathfinder Society and to you, my fine friends. Your names would go down in the annals of history as saviors of the realm. But are we certain it would be beneficial to have all the parts back together? You mentioned that there are seven sins, and what will happen if the seven sins are brought together in one piece? Uh, hopefully the sins can be... Ah. The word sin in ancient Thessalonian holds a different meaning to the one we give to it today. In fact, our word sin comes not from the original Thessalonian interpretation, but rather the interpretations of those uh, attitudes held by the rune lords who held the items. So the rune lord of Roth, for example, was quick to temper and highly violent. He did not like Emperor Sin's policy of non-violence. And so his, his sin of Roth is what he is known by. Likewise, the rune lady of lust I do not feel I need to explain any further there. Each of the each of the sins we know today is rather that of the wielder of the shard. However, over the millennia, the impressions left upon the shards, given by their bearers, have shaped and formed their power. <laughs> okay, now you got me looking at the screen. Is that um, supposed to be spoken or, or written? Uh, oh, for who? <laughs> uh, well, we have. Oh, one minute. She was droning on, and I didn't want to lose my thoughts, so I wrote it down and put it in towards. Okay. So yes, that is supposed to be spoken by Soren. It would seem that Muata is easy. He could speak as well. Why don't? One of you choose to go first, and we'll play it out and see how it goes. Okay. Um, since we're on this subject, uh, my knowledge of magic is rather limited. However, it seems to me that because this magical shard was at one time whole, I wonder what then was its purpose. Uh, you said it was a, a, an item of great defense, uh, but you have neither told of, of any kind of specifics in this matter uh, and e if we are to find the other pieces how exactly do you expect us to go about doing that you know, we're not exactly going to get far just asking every person that we walk into are we no I have a solution for that particular problem and she looks around the table sensing someone else wished to speak We good. 
Hooray! <laughs> Give me add her to the call. Uh, not yet. I'm just gonna okay. check how things are first. She might still be on Skype. I'm yeah. sorry, on her cell phone. I mean, exactly. Um, Oren, would you like to reiterate what Moata wished to express there? Well, there were there were two parts. There was uh, a response to the idea of using the staff in defense of Verizia. That was, mm -hmm. lady, you really didn't pay attention to all the fairy tales your parents taught you as a whelp, did you? A staff will bring nothing but ill. Thinking it be used as a tool is simple. And um, when she went on trying to describe how sins aren't really what we would consider sins, um, she then went on to say, and the Lady of Lust, uh, <laughs> need I say more? <laughs> to which uh, Muat will scoff. <laughs> you probably couldn't. What do you prim and proper C-types know about lust? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, she blinks a few times and looks at him for a moment. That, you know, refocusing her mind and trying to regain her thread of thought. And says, yes, well, uh, quite, quite. Why don't we, uh... And she takes a little longer to compose herself. Oh my god. There's nearly a page of this stuff she's supposed to tell you at this point. Uh, trying to break it up into manageable chunks. So yeah, she takes a while to, um compose herself when there is a knock at the door. <laughs> Moata gives her a look. The, the kind of look a young country bumpkin might give a fair maid at the barn dance. Oh dear. And uh, so there is a knock at the door and another servant pops his head in and he, and he says, My lady Hydemarch, uh, that young gentleman you requested has arrived. Would you like him to wait outside? And she says, No, 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 do show him in. And waves into the room as if inviting someone and the fellow trots off closing the door behind him mm -hmm. look Marvolio your healer is here <laughs> uh, so this is where we have the great pleasure of introducing Isaac um, we can sort out his character creation shortly Hopefully, um, that won't take too long. And the news we also have is that Jess is around. She's setting things up again. 
installing programs and stuff so hopefully don't know if she'll be with us tonight or not but great to have her back I think she's still on the on Skype mobile at the moment so ah actually she told me to go for it and add her to the call awesome beat you to it ha <laughs> you've no idea how long I've been waiting to do that <laughs> he had his finger on the fucking button the entire time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Man. Days. Hello, Hello. Jess. Greetings, Dal. Back. <laughs> We've uh, back. been playing that long, actually. We started a bit late. How are uh, okay. Pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'll okay, have myself. Some, I'll have some information for you later. Um... um Essentially, essentially, Susanna is currently separate from a party off doing a little street research. Yeah, I figured either she was captured or something happened. Um, she was at knife point in a previous session by a villain, if that helps. <laughs> we saved well, you, though. Thank you. <laughs> Why don't you players, um... Let her know what happened last session while I help Isaac through character creation. There's one shitty circumstance after another. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's usual. No, no, no. We were literally in literally. big piles of shit. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> the uh, the floor of the building had that um, Natalia Van Kaskin was using as a hideaway had fallen away revealing broken sewer pipes and raw sewage flooding the foundations of the building. So it was very hazardous. Some people even fell in it a number of times. I hope they took a bath after. <laughs> they did, actually. Good. <laughs> it was, in some cases, it was heavily suggested. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, besides that, what were you guys facing and what clues did you get? Um, uh -huh. goblins. Uh, and a woman. Alright, say that again. Goblins and a woman. Okay, so not a goblin woman, got it. And a mystical shard. A dark crystal. <laughs> it's a shard of something, and the paladin went all funny on us. Not funny, ha ha, as in funny, bloody hell. Yes, he. When he. Actually, it was interesting. He saved Natalia Van Kaskikin's life. Uh, after Sauron had shot over an arrow. And then, while after recovering this shot from her body, he developed an even larger ego problem than Malvolio has. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
Not.com then, huh? Is it .net? Mm-hmm. My character is, um... Luckney is, uh... Spending most of his time listening, but at the same time he's eating. And, uh... You know, not, not necessarily feeling in the greatest of uh, positions, because he's, uh... He's feeling a little weaker than he usually is. So he's just not talking much. That and I can't think of what to, to say or ask. Okay. Where did he um, end off? In terms um, of, um, you had location. rescued Natalia from her hideout when another one of the... another Scarney uh leapt out in ambush and tried to take out Natalia. Uh, this woman had some sort of bizarre climbing harness and climbed up the side of a building to escape. Alright, so like assassin type? Um... Not really. I mean, she climbed up the side of a building and then and then used her whip to whip people on the ground. She was a wuss, though. She ran away. Yeah. Oh, God. And I really wish you or Alex had been here to help me with a really bad Brooklyn accent because her name was Teresa Scaloni. And okay. she, she made a big point out of taunting anyone who mispronounced her name. And and that whole assertive attitude thing as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she climbed up across the roof and escaped. She was very distinctive. She had rather tight levers and she had that kind of bizarre hairstyle that sometimes looks good sometimes looks not so good where it's cut two different lengths and the top layer is dyed blonde and then underneath is dyed a sort of dark brown oh yeah she seemed very proud of her physical appearance okay <laughs> she um, didn't take too kindly to arrows though no she she got shot a lot and didn't like it Oh, and uh, the cat climbed up the side of the building and started trying to claw at her, so she booted it off. So it took like a 15, 20 foot fall, and then she climbed up the building and away over the roof and got away. She didn't reveal much of her business, but she had a few, a few thugs with her to help out. Inside the building itself, there were goblins and even some trained sturges. Mm-hmm. Wow. I drowned one. Oh, I drowned sorry. one. He drowned one. It got stuck in his yeah, armpit, yeah. and he... <laughs> I thought it was in my chest, but okay. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said charmed one. That would have made sense to me, but... Oh. No, it, uh, it, it charged me, and, um hit, hurt, 
I decided to lay down in the uh, in the fluid and drown it. Oh. All right. I don't know if I would have done that, but okay. I guess it worked. I kept my head above the fluid. Oh, okay. Now, you returned to Hyde March Manor. You have gained um, some more experience and some party treasure. You're all very near to second level now, but not quite there. And Sheila Hardmarch informed you that this item, this pointed shard that Natalia had been clinging onto for dear life, was in fact a fragment of the original Sahedron created by the Emperor Xin of the Thessalonian Empire over 10,000 years ago. She placed an iron stone within a small hole in the shard of metal which neutralized its curse and Brandar was no longer suffering the curse of pride. Um. And he felt terribly ashamed. And and to think he'd only been holding it for a few hours. Poor Natalia had been holding this thing for about half a week. You know, she'd got inside this building and she'd climbed up the chimney where, to where the chimney would sort of broken near the top. And she'd built this little sort of crow's nest wooden platform around the hole in the chimney so she could stand out there boasting to her underlings about how she was going to take over the city with her megalomanic plans and proclaiming about how great and important she was. It was all kind of surreal, especially when she set the room on fire and then people started working out that the fire was an illusion. <laughs> Yeah, Soren wasn't sticking around to find that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We've kind of you're kind of uh, caught up. So, they all took baths. Natalia was taken away to rest up somewhere, and to be questioned about what she might know about this item, and where she got it. And what she's been doing while she's been away from the Pathfinder Society, being a naughty little girl. And she was kind of unresponsive and sort of sulking and broody, so they're going to try talking to her again later. Currently they're sitting down over breakfast, uh, discussing the ancient shards of the Sahedron. Um, hopefully you guy, you can be filled in on that shortly. Now, because Natalia was away doing something with one of the Xani gangs, uh, I believe Teresha mentioned something about the Tower Girls. So, Susanna has been sent out to see what she can find out about the Tower Girls without drawing too much attention to herself. Hopefully she'll return shortly, whenever you're feeling up to it, really. Alright, that sounds cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense, considering she's the only girl in the Party. Okay. What stack size should I use? Uh, 
1024, 1024, and 8 or 10 in the last number. question is the placeholder for Isaac is that the picture of the character from Dragon Slayer uh, yes Matt okay. who used to be in our group used it as a portrait for a character he once used and it's the closest one to the description Isaac gave me and I haven't gone looking for anything else yet understood wow Isaac those are some um, ugh Yeah, well, I'll live with it. Can't be any worse than mine. We'll see. Oh, uh, and this morning Malvolio has come down with a bit of a fever. He's trembling and he's he's a bit pale and sweaty. And his cat doesn't like being near him quite so much. And I still can't work out why Malvolio has a temporary hit point bar there. Or It's not a temporary hit point bar, it's something else he's put up. But I haven't been able to remove. Um, it's annoying. Oh, the little green bar? Yeah. In this framework, that's normally temporary hit points, but he seems to be using it for something else. I thought the framework gave it a blue line on the bottom of the, scre uh, the picture. Uh, depends which way you do it. Oh, well. Uh, well. Well, it is a new day, and um, yep. um, Moata, um, are you still hurt? I fixed Marvolio's bar. I'm never hurt. Um, uh, yes, you have. That's brilliant. What had he done, just for reference, or or what had Sam um, done? He had. If you right-click him and mm -hmm. go down to bar, he had two of them set up. A few of the one was, ones set up. He had one that said health, the other one that said HP. So I left the HP mm. one and clicked on health and put hide. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was for default bars. I just couldn't um, no. <clears throat> find them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Okay. Understood. So Sheila brought in this new guy, and he's outside the room. Uh, he'll he'll be coming in shortly. Uh, would we <clears throat> would we like Susanna to have returned? Um, if you're asking if I already know. <laughs> okay, understood. I'm trying to get this stupid map tools to work, but it it uh -huh. pops up the thing where. It asks me the you know stack size and all that stuff, but then it doesn't open it. Oh, this sounds bad. It's a probably a Java issue. I'm guessing. All right. Because you might not have reinstalled Java yet. All right, I'll go look for that. Okay. All right. So. Right 
Okay. Hey guys, Isaac is a lot closer to character creation than the token would give you the right to think. Are those his total stats? Uh, currently, yes. Wow. What? Oh, just saying wow. Mm-hmm. Not very impressive now, am I? <laughs> Well-rounded was the word I was going to use. Yeah. <laughs> but those aren't final. That's before racial. Mm. I don't know. I, he, he could have come up with a, a 17 if he really wanted to, but... But he would have had some I'm sure there's... numbers to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, something I am going to have to ask before the start of book two um, is for the human characters where they put their racial... Ability score modifiers. That's a good question. Um, That's okay. You don't need to tell me now. You can just work it out and let me know later. I don't have any of my files. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'll hopefully be able to. Okay. I mean, we can take a look at them and. I believe I had put mine in strength. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going after that feat. And it requires yeah. me to have a 15 strength. Were you wanting us to put the... Uh, Activate the human mod? No. Okay. What, what? There's a mod. No. Okay. It wasn't. No, 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 no. It's uh, something I'll need to know for record keeping when it comes to one of the things in book two. Understood. Yeah. It's not going to be important for a long time, but when it comes to it, I will need to know. So it'll be like, oh shit, God, what do we need to know here? You know. Mm -hmm. Mine's going to be easy. I know what I'm putting mine in. Mm -hmm. And since I'm about to start giving him his base attack bonus and stuff, where are you putting it? Wisdom. Okay. Wow, that's going to be a high ability score. It's going to be my highest. Mm hmm. And. In... Yeah. Um. When I sent you all the information on the character, was mm -hmm. there anything other than the equipment that was uh, going to be a problem? Um, let me go back to Traits, it. Traits, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, you haven't picked a campaign trait yet. I, <laughs> we'll do I was that. planning on taking the one trait I mentioned, but I, I left a choice open. If I was going to have two, then I'd be taking that and a campaign trait. Yeah, sure. Two traits. No problem. Awesome. If I only got one trait, I'd, I'd be taking the campaign trait because it's required, but mm -hmm. if I can get two, that's what I'm going to be taking. Yeah, everyone gets two. <laughs> awesome! Isn't that nice? Um... What? Yeah, I know, we're kind of stalling here a bit, but... 
I'm sorry. I'm trying to. That's all right. I'm gonna go in and apply the. Oh wait, it's already been done for me. Mm-hmm. I w I was kind of fixing things up anyway. Yay. So, uh, getting back on track. Um, while you wait for the stranger to enter the room, let's have Sheila divulge a little more of this mountain of information. Let's, let's see. She says, oh yes, where was I? Oh, oh. We have in our hands here the opportunity to revitalize the realm of Verissia. It would bring not only personal glory, but would be a great defense to the land against the many, many threats that rise up against it currently. I intend to do more research about the remaining six shards of the Sahedron and the item itself to see what I can recover. In the meantime, might I ask one of you to take the shard and uh, hold it in your hand and concentrate, on, if you can, on the shape of the seven-pointed star I hold up my hand, my body holds his hand up for the shard, and asks, what does this um, shard do when I hold it? And he's hesitant about holding his hand up because he's not sure if he's going to bite it, bite him. Once the iron stone has been placed within the shard, its negative functions will remain dormant. It still contains the power to create powerful illusions, which could be used for self-defense in some way, I suppose. However, something more important that you should know is that with the iron stone embedded as it is within the shard, if someone is to hold it and to concentrate on the image of the seven-pointed star, the shard will grant that person a vision regarding the location of the next portion of the star. The seven shards yearn to be reunited, and it is possible they may aid us in our quest. Could do it. Yeah, I got my hand open. It's just waiting to ask if, uh, for the answer. She looks around to see if anyone else would be interested first before passing it to anyone. Which is good because it will give me a chance to check what this vision would reveal. Yeah, Malvolio is interested. Yeah. Magic Malvolio. is best left to the magic. Um, my magic's good, but 
Um, brain not good. Not too bright. <laughs> Afraid I get confused. Um, confuse vision with with um, bad breakfast. Yes, that is unfortunate. Uh, speaking of which, she rises and walks to the door with her little bell from the table, opens the door, leans out, rings the little bell. You hear a sound of scampering in the corridor outside. A door opens. She looks to her right and calls, Have the provisions been secured for our guests yet? And a voice says, Not quite, <coughs> lady. Be a few more minutes. Provisions. And she closes the door and returns to her seat. She says, Yes, provisions. Two of our guests requested different breakfast options, which have not yet been delivered. One guess who? Ah. Raised my hand sheepishly. <laughs> After a while, a platter is brought in bearing bread, cheese, some bits of some slices of cut meat um, and uh, a flagon of mead with a small bottle for Muata as well and it is set on the table before the two brothers <laughs> thank you mum haven't really understood the word barbarian or barbaric until you see the brothers eat yeah mm. <laughs> no well, it's Evan, five o'clock Hold on, hold it, guys. I think I know what Oren was trying to say there. He was trying to say you haven't understood the term barbaric until you see the brothers try to eat something. <laughs> yes, and while Evan might be using a fork and, and whatnot for his food currently, um, Logni is not. Okay. Um, and awaits the answer to the question. What was the question again, Paul? Um, does the shard, uh, will the shard harm me if I, um, if I, whilst I hold it? Is it dangerous to hold? While the stone remains within the shard, its danger has been nullified. Its danger has been nullified. He then opens his hand. He was a bit suspicious when he thought about the potential danger. Um, she passes the shard to him. Okay, he looks at it. And I Fine. will need to... Hmm... Okay, so he takes the shard in his hands and closes his eyes and tries to imagine a seven-pointed star. Yep. And he tries, and as the image grows stronger, the darkness within his eyes seems to part uh, a little bit like sunlight 
breaking through slowly, through closed eyelids. However, there's a kind of rippling blue as is as it disperses. And in the centre, he it's almost as if he's standing at the tip of the broken Iaspan bridge, looking out towards the broken pilings that once supported the bridge in all its majesty. And he can see a small boat slowly and silently with no lapping of water or anything. In fact, it's very quiet. He can see a small boat being rowed out towards one of these pilings. But before it reaches the broken villa, his attention, you know, his, his mind comes back to reality. Ooh, wow. A mm, bit strange there. Um, something about a bridge, some water. And it described the um, vocation, and I look around to the other people to see if they recognize it. Hmm. Oh, great. Uh, Error. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah, that's all right, though. It's just an out of memory error. Uh-huh. Well, just to be on the safe side, I'll save a backup now anyway. Yeah. Just letting you know. So, Soren stops eating his, <coughs> eats his hand through a mouth push, but... Oh, right. That wasn't <laughs> you typing. I'm with you. So in character, I look up and you're done. <laughs> you're asking Soren. Mm-hmm. Okay. Soren picks up his plate and dumps the remainder onto yours. <gasps> oh. And turns share, over his glass. Share some with Muwata and waste none. Root to host. Does anybody recognize the location I described? Um, I don't know. Pretty much everyone. <laughs> okay. Is it Underbridge? No. It would appear to be standing up on top of the broken Iaspan bridge, looking out towards the Iaspan pilings. That's the broken uh, pillars that used to hold the bridge up. Okay, Most so of the which are... That he saw, the view he saw was from this looking down. Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure out, is if it was from above? or if it, it was from, from above. Below. Okay. And he could see which one the little boat was rowing towards. Mm -hmm. Sheila seems to, seems to recognize, the... but keeps quiet for now. Yeah, seems to me, Marvolio, that that is the, the great bridge that runs out of Capital District. Oh, of course, yes. Of course Out it looking is. over the bay, that is. How could I not remember that? <laughs> I do not know. Perhaps the shard has fuddled your memory. Sheila murmurs, how indeed, quietly to herself. <laughs> For a moment there, I had a vision of almost being an, Azimar, an Azimar's light in my brain. It was really unsettling. Perhaps it is possible that the visions provided by the shard 
render the one using it somewhat out of their senses, and it takes them a little while to come to and to piece things together once again. She says kindly. I give a little shudder. I think there may be more truth in that than I wish to know, my lady. <laughs> and given how he does have the shakes this morning, that shudder might not have been entirely voluntary. Well, with the light in my eyes, you said about the white light coming through the darkness, uh, I had visions of an Azimar in my brain, and I'm a tiefling, not a pleasant moment. <laughs> Indeed. If the shard bothers you, Marvillion, we do need to take it with us. I would not be... I would not omit the idea of carrying it. Understood. Uh, if it proves too much of a burden, I shall hand it across, as you, you know. Okay. But I think I've uh, overcome it for the moment, but it was unsettling, for, you know, while I concentrated. Mm. It was ooh, not nice. I'm sure I saw a damn bloody Yazimar in my brain. He mutters to himself. <laughs> Uh, yes, this uh, is yeah. this is uh, Magnamar. Mm. So it would be appropriate. And I'm getting yeah, this tech tech over. All right. So was there anything else people wanted to discuss over breakfast before heading out? After a while, a servant shows this new fellow in. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, placeholder for Isaac. Yeah, I'm sure that's yeah. not his name. <laughs> I'm getting. I'll there. fix the name real quick. I'll there we go. The ah. Sorted. Aha, uh-huh, Orn. Hmm. Um, so yes, the, uh, the servant opens the door and he says, Mr. Sharesh. And another fine fellow enters the chamber and takes and stands. Now, seated at the table is a, ma- is a woman who Mr. Sharesh would definitely be familiar with. This is Lady Sheila Hydemarch the local venture captain well joint local venture captain her husband sir canavan hyde march likes to go off adventuring whereas she likes to stay at home and study and dig up information and send out the pathfinders on the job so she ends up with most of the administrative roles and she motions for him politely to take a seat he'll know her as being as as having a deep husky voice and the uh, the habit of fluttering into a room and, and going, Oh, hello, boys. <laughs> it's made her very popular with some of the Magnamar nobility. In fact, many of the young noble women of Magnamar have attempted to mimic her mode of speech with varying but generally limited degrees of success. This has often led to them being ridiculed by their peers. Why don't you describe Mr. Sharesh to us now, and then we'll introduce the rest of the characters to you. All right, well, as he comes in, he'll 
see the lady hide mark and make it a normal bell. He's got he's wearing a uh, almost like a black uh, uh, black dyed uh, uh, commoner's outfit. I just got disconnected from the server. You did indeed. Um, it's odd. Yeah. That's weird. Hold on. I, Also, um, Jess was trying to sign in, and uh, mm. she couldn't because I believe someone had an error while she was logging in. Mm. So, um, let me try and boot <clears throat> you from the connection login here. Okay, no, you're still you're you're gone. Something happened, and you you okay. definitely so we might need completely. to restart the server then. I'll um, okay. I'll wait for it to. It's going to be mostly diceless at the moment, so hopefully we can still roleplay a bit. Adios, right. Let's continue then. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I'll, but, um, I'll go ahead and restart the server and we can continue to roleplay. Uh, I wouldn't restart yeah. it yet because it hasn't finished saving at my end, so I can't give you the transfer link for a file yet. That's why well, I saved I, it. I, I've already saved it. I've saved it. Okay. I'm fine. Awesome. Right. I'll just go ahead and disconnect it then. So, meanwhile, play on. Um, like I said, he's wearing a bit of a black... Um, not necessarily a uh, commoner's outfit. It's a shirt. It's more of um, sort of standard citizen. The the most common uh, dressed shirt almost uh, in, found in Magnamar. He's a Magnamar native. As at least is what I'm trying to get to. He's wearing a slight uh, orange tinted. Slightly baggy pants. I mean, they're 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 kind of loose, um, easy fitting. He's got on a. It's orange tinted. It's primarily orange tinted uh, cloak, but on the back of it is a varying multicolor symbol. Let me grab the uh, image. Mm -hmm. By all means, do. And. The first thought in my head is he is a more flamboyant bard than I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. However, he's wearing, he's got a silver um, necklace, very similar to, that is in the same sort of design as the symbol on his back, on his overcloak. Uh, let me grab this. And I'll change my Skype picture so that you can... Uh, why do you do that? Okay, it'll take a few minutes to upload. Change uh, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> your picture. Nice one there, Oren. Hey, uh, give me a second. There's someone at my door. <laughs> okay. So, Oren has written Flamboyant Bard. I was thinking Pimp. <laughs> Ah, uh, understand now. Must be um, Sheila's boyfriend. <laughs> hey, her husband is away. She, she is dark contrast, and well, she's dark contrast, and he's bright contrast, and. <laughs> oh, and I'll give I give a stern look at the two Shawanti sitting at the table. <laughs> now hang on, hang on. I have to ask. Mm. Uh, we'll describe evident... them as well when you've when you've finished. But 
carry on. I, I need to know how it, how I would take characters because that's going to determine where I sit. <laughs> uh, right, let's see. Um, Shoan um, and Magnamar are generally impoverished and considered second-class citizens. Um, it's very hard not to think of them as American Indians, to be honest, due to the way they've been written and portrayed. But they've got that kind of disenfranchised poor people trying to survive in the big city feel to them. They often end up as bodyguards or or servants or beggars. Mouthful of food, pick up the plate and look at him. And I just realized... Offering. <laughs> Why don't we have some descriptions of some of the other characters uh, while we're... I think that's pretty much everything. Oh, um, do I have all my equipment on? When I'm allowed in here, or they like, no, you gotta check blah blah blah. Um, give them that they let. Uh, what's the name? What's the name? Um, Lock Give them that they let Koraya Asmarin, or Cor. Oh. I think it's more like Korea, but that's a bit too like Korea. I don't mean the country. I mean, you know, career opportunities and stuff. So, I'm thinking of pronouncing it Koraya. And I also think that Sheila would kind of make that an affectation of hers. So yeah, they let Koraya Asmarin walk around with a big-ass sword in their mansion. So, and they, okay. they, and they let the two Shawanti walk around with earthbreakers and clubs. <laughs> so I don't think okay. you can be denied any of your equipment at this point. You just Essentially, you take to breakfast what you'd like to take to breakfast, you know. <laughs> well, that, I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Never know when um, Pug Wumpy might come out of breakfast box. <laughs> Indeed. Um, the last few things I can mention are uh, the the black shirt. Um, all the the only portion of you can see is under is from the uh, parts that are sticking out from underneath a suit of. Uh, Worn scale mail, I have to say. All right, I'm back. Um, okay. Zuzana has just been updated, so whoever wants to go next. <laughs> There's a quarter staff on. Uh, well, it's more of a walking stick, is how he uses it, but it's essentially a quarter staff he's holding in his right hand. And you can just notice on the left side. Um, strapped to his body is what appears to be a odd four-pronged knife of some kind. And he's got a uh, short bow with a quiver of only ten arrows uh, strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. Because he only needs ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just that good. Um, mm. Sheila motions to him and says to the others, Ah, this is Mr. Sharesh. He will be joining you in your endeavors. He would have arrived earlier, but the call did not reach him as soon as it should, and there were some family complications, I understand. From the way she says it, it's clear she doesn't know all the details. And she motions for him to sit. There is 
you know, a nice hearty breakfast on the table which he may wish to partake of. Why don't some of you inform him of the reason for his presence here? And in fact, why don't some of you describe yourselves to him so he'll know what kind of people he's looking at? Well, seeing seeing as how the brothers are still uh, eating, uh, that really leaves only myself and Marvolio to introduce ourselves while they kind of wave. Um, Soren will stand up and give a slight bow. Uh, Which Sharesh will return. I am Soren Shadowcloud, and I am here on business for the society. I've only been recently... uh, introduced to these fine fellows that you see before us uh you uh, you look at soren and he's he's obviously an elf he's got uh lots of um clothes that kind of speak of someone who's whose life has been spent in the outdoors um doesn't no city city clothes or anything like that mostly uh, uh, a heavy cloak um lots of uh, kind of leaves and twigs adorn his adorn his hair. Um, I thought he had a bath last night. <laughs> he did. He, he puts them back <laughs> in afterwards. Again, somehow. They're decoration. He he puts them back uh-huh. in. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's um, his excuse, and he's sticking to it. Yep. Exactly. Uh, he's got. He carries a bow, which is. Um, it's not necessarily masterwork, but it looks like it should be. Uh, and several quivers of arrows. Uh, Connor, I have a quick question. Sure. Before we continue. Uh, Mm -hmm. Given that it's early morning and he's already managed to get some leaves and twigs in his hair, is it Mm -hmm. possible that one of the young maidservants of the mansion also has leaves and twigs in her hair and grass stains on her skirts? And is being oh, chastised it in the kitchen by one of her superiors. <laughs> it's quite possible. Um, <clears throat> his tint, <clears throat> his, uh, skin is tinted to the uh, the uh, coppery color, um, very similar to that of a of a wood elf. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome, my friend. Your assistance is much appreciated. <clears throat> okay, I think I thank thee for the introduction. Okay. Um, you look see looks like a rather upright, mostly human citizen, sat with a big fluffy white cat in his lap, but he's just feeling tip feeding tippets to mm. a very do- um, James Bond villain moment. This is oh. a big oh. white fluffy cat. The guy's just sat there stroking and feeding tippets rather arrogantly. Um, I do actually have two stubby horns on the top of my forehead, um, showing that I'm not entirely human. Um, I am dressed immaculately as a scholar should be. Um, effectively, uh, I suppose nowadays that would be tweed. <laughs> you know, um, with the decent shirt and the tweed jacket. All quality. Um, but as I say, um, I am Melvolio. I'm um, I'm a chief advisor to the household of Lady Olivia of of Cheliax. I'm here in secondment to uh, to the Pathfinder on business. Um, as soon how do you do, sir? As soon as you say Cheliax, Zaro gets this real 
real tempered sort of you know disgusting look in his eyes is like what are you doing here <laughs> just, just like he doesn't say that but it's like it's implied rather heavily noted. often that somebody of our great heritage is loaned out to the Pathfinder Society outside of our great nation. I'm, I'm going to hope that your character understands Shabanti. Um. Because <laughs> uh, um, for this little bit of roleplay, I've got 60 I... 20s in my mouth. Okay. Try not to swallow. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Um, I gotta figure out what languages do we start with? Is it normal, common, or do we have to go off of the... I think we had to do regional. Yeah, I'd, I'd regional. prefer regional. Um, in Galarian, so the common is Talden. In Galarian. Alright. But it's alright. Um, it's funny. We, we have one party member who can only speak a single language. Mm-hmm. Um... We have a lot of multilingual party members. Seeing the others introducing themselves, I with baffle food and um Lockney. Barb. Um, um you see he's wearing um a shirt. Oh excuse me, let me rephrase it. <laughs> <coughs> I really had 60, 20. Yeah, we just heard them coming out. Uh, He's wearing uh, leather armor. Uh, Looks like it's been cleaned heavily. Um, Possibly even, like, scarring in it from uh, from someone having scrubbed it. Um, Nearby, uh, the, the obvious Earthbreaker, as is probably the same Earthbreaker, similar to his brothers nearby. Um... Still wearing his collars, as he seems to pretty much wear them all the time, if uh, unless they're dirty. Um, kind of a leather. Uh, uh, I don't know what kind. Of, what the the name of the wrap is that the uh, the tribal Indians wear around their waists. Uh, there would be like a loincloth underneath it, but I'm sure you can't see that. Well, let's assume um, there's a traditional Shoanti word for it, which doesn't need to be the same. Sure. It's a wrap of some sort. Mm. But uh, like a kilt. Um, but leather. Shoanti mm-hmm. uh, tribal tattoos, a couple of them. Uh, if you understand Shoanti, they are dealing with wind and storms. Um... And it, it, there's a nice gash in his chest that uh, he's allowed to heal over time, so it will scar nicely. <clears throat> and, um, one moment. Hold the plate up, Queen, and, um, um, the homework. Well, well, Breakfast. But it comes out more like, well, you go about. Well, <laughs> well, given that he only speaks Shoanti as well, it probably comes out <laughs> even harder to understand. Yeah. I could go out on a limb and say that I might know Shoanti 
considering my heritage, even local Shawanti members. Might know the odd ways. Yeah. So I'll say I can understand uh, most of it. I won't say I understand everything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's why there was that nice little pantomime to go with it. Disturbingly, <laughs> Sheila is fully fluent in Varusian and Shawanti. And he's obviously gesturing to offer me food, and I'll I'll accept it. But allow me a moment to um, sit, if you would. I'll Let's see. We got. I'll put the rest of it over there in front of him for him. <laughs> and I'll look at Sora and go. Um, you you not have uh, competition with him. He has many. Many less arrows than you. You use yours more. We will see. Out of character, he he burned through all of the all of one quiver the night the the previous day. <laughs> and this guy shows and up I with really ten miss. arrows, and I'm like, oh, I don't use a bow at all. So I'm like, um, yeah, this guy's no competition at all. He'll go through twice as many, and he's got one. Well, why, why don't you wait and find out how it goes? Because I'm sensing that he might not use as many, and when he needs to use them, they're really not going to miss. <laughs> I'm done. That leaves Oren. Mulatto is going to probably grunt in your general direction, but he's not going to slow down from taking in the food. Uh, or the mead, for that matter. And he's not sharing. <laughs> Mulatto is a big, burly bear of a man, from what I remember. Yes. I, I make out in what little... Uh, Shalanti, I understand, and it probably won't come out the way I want, but your brother, I presume? Yeah, yeah, little brother. And I just kind of stare, like, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the picture I'm using is what my face looks like, and hair, or lack thereof. A burly person is little brother. Zara really doesn't know where to sit, because if he sits next to Soren, he's going to be Oh, so close to the Chalaxian. And there's really not <laughs> much room beside the two big, burly uh, Shalanti, um, so it's like... Sheila offers to get up and take the seat at the head of the table herself. Oh, thank you, Melody. <laughs> that makes it easier for him. That's that's <laughs> close enough to Soren that it's not... Uh, <laughs> that You're not too close sitting to next to somebody... But not close enough that I'm near the Shalaxian. That that works. That hmm. works. <laughs> Thank you kindly, lady. So Sheila waits patiently. Good thing patiently. you didn't join yesterday. <laughs> the time was not ripe for your arrival. 
what the aroma was. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Sheila wrinkles oh. her nose at that comment. It, not not like oh that's a disgusting thing to say, but you know in recognition of it. Like let's not go into too much detail there. <laughs> Connecting. Um, uh, so she says, would any of you like to inform him of the reason for his visit? Oh um. Um. Mm. Very well. Uh, out of character, I don't have knowledge of religion, so I wouldn't know the slightest reason he's here. That's okay. The reason he's here is he's a pathfinder, and he's going to be on the same assignment as you guys. <laughs> um. Hmm. Let's see. As long as my beer ration doesn't go down. The more the merrier. <laughs> With what I make out of that is like, I think I caught the more the merrier. I didn't catch the prerequisite part, but I just kind of ah, very well. In recognition. <clears throat> Sheila says, "Allow me to reiterate for you, then. It has come to my attention that these brave pathfinders you see before you here have." within the last 24 hours, recovered for me a single fragment of the original Sihedron created by Emperor Sin of the Thessalonian Empire himself over 10,000 years ago. Anytime you mention these brave pathfinders, he glances over at Malvolio and is like, shakes his head a little bit. <laughs> We have also discovered that the uh, the the fragments have the ability to sense each other and find each other. They desire to be reunited with one another. We have a clue. Yes, Emperor Sin himself. From Asalon? Indeed. We have some books in the library, which, if you require to do some uh, some research upon the matter. I might, but not so, at the moment. Suffice it I... to say that he was a an Aslanti dissident who disagreed strongly with many of the ways the Aslanti Empire was being run, and so he broke off on his own to form the Thessalonian Empire. He created the Sahedron, a seven-pointed star that was a powerful defensive artifact with which he maintained I'm not entirely sure if it was his personal safety or that of his empire. Upon his death, the seven rune lords, who broke up and dissolved his empire, took the star fragments, breaking it into seven parts, each taking one, which they believed embodied everything about the way they desired to rule their own portion of the empire. 
over the many centuries, and indeed millennia that have occurred since then, it became evident that the rune lords were each rather cruel, wicked, nasty people. In fact, the seven classical sins that we recognize are, are personif hmm, they are embodiments of the behavior personified by each of these seven rune lords. <coughs> Now, each, each of the seven shards is a powerful artifact in its own right. However, each also bears a curse from the malevolence and wickedness of its former owner being imprinted upon it over time. And these curses linger. We've discovered that this particular shard bears an indentation for an ironstone, and that placing the ironstone within it suppresses the negative aspects of the shard's power, whilst allowing it to retain its positive. We have also discovered that with the stone embedded in the shard, it is possible for the holder to gain a vision regarding where next they should seek for the next fragment of the star. I should warn you that you will not be guided to the nearest fragment, but rather the next in a fixed sequence. They appear to wish to be collected in a certain order. When we find the second piece, should we reforge it then, or when we have all the pieces together? That is a very good question. I should look into it. Oh, God, she's just turning into Mr. Giles from Buffy, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she really is. <laughs> I shall look She sounds a lot like him, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I blame a certain television network for putting that on at seven in the mornings at the moment when I'm not tired <laughs> enough to go to bed yet. And it's, and it's the old seasons, which I've never seen before. But she does seem to play that sort of role in this season apart from, well, some aspects of it, let's say. So it, it, Sorry, in does... this series, not season, series. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so she doesn't know whether we should put the pieces... She doesn't know whether we should put on a TV show is what it is. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And it should be called The River, and it will be not as good as Continuum. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. That's a very good question. I do not know which shard you are likely to discover next. It, I will need to do some more research on that. When you can bring me two fragments of the star, we shall then discover what can be done with it next. Now, why don't you all take the rest of the day off for a little while? Obviously, in good time, you should follow this vision and see where it takes you. I am going to see if I can get any more information out of our good friend Natalia, now she's had a good night's rest, after the near-death experience she had. Judging from your accounts, that, uh, oh god, what's his name, the NPC who has virtually no point in the entire adventure path. 
You know the one I mean. The one is in the back of a player's guide with, like, nothing to tell you why he's there. Yes. But our good friend Andal Gesserin has written down for you. The, uh... So I've completely lost my train of thought now because he's. You remember Andal? He he dropped in a little clue earlier. He's he's the Pathfinder scribe who likes to take down um, play you know characters' accounts of the events that have passed so that they can be chronicled for the future of the society. Gotcha, Pathfinder um, chronicler. Yep, yep. He should be so lucky. Give him a few levels, and yeah, sure, but. Well, he's got five levels of experts, so he's well on the way there. He just doesn't seem to... Um... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, you've... So yes, based on your reports that you have given to him, I do not recall the thugs who assailed Lady, uh, Lady Natalia using any bows and arrows. She appears to have been wounded by, <coughs> by an arrowhead. That was my arrow. Uh, yes, I... Uh, well, at least she survives, and that is a great boon to us all. If we can discover from her where she found this object, and perhaps what she has been doing in her absence, that may be of great use to you. Also, I understand you are looking into... Uh, the disappearances that have plagued this city of late. Uh Have you not heard? Many of them have returned. Uh, Yes. However, they still cannot account for their times, for their periods of absence. Uh, I would like to report to you on this matter. Uh, Myself and Marvolio have discovered something that is rather perturbing, and it relates to the disappearances of these people. By all means, continue. We visited one such person. A, uh, her name escapes me for the moment, but if you give me a while, I may find it again. We visited her and found that she had these markings behind her ears. They lo- looked like uh, they were surgical in nature. It's possible that whoever abducted her may have tampered with her in some way that altered her memory. Additionally, her children... Uh, one in particular saw several strange beings skulking outside of her home. Uh, he described them as blue elves. I see. And how old was this child? Very young. Possibly five or six. I, I have an idea. He held up his fingers to me. I can't remember out of character what how many fingers he held up. That's okay. Yeah. Um, she raises an eyebrow and looks across at Lokni. <laughs> um, what if uh, one of us become like capture, and and you follow and and we'll find out where they take. Uh, it seems, Lockney, that they've only taken select people. There's there's a pattern here. I don't know if you quite meet the criteria. Big, strong, dumb? 
Yes, definitely uh, not I'm the criteria they're looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it seems that most of these people are rather poor, or uh, there was there was a couple of other criteria that I can't remember out of. Uh, the majority um, of the people who have disappeared have not been homeless or particularly poor, and they've been taken from their homes in the night. Hmm. Um. I could go stay at in. Um. <laughs> I'm not particularly poor, but I'm not particularly rich. Would be easy, I think. Yes, but how would we know when they'll be coming for you as opposed to somebody else in another inn? How many inns mm-hmm. are there in this place? In this city? Quite a few. Exactly. Why not do this? Just Let's idea. just keep an eye on each other, and if anyone disappears, we'll follow. Mm-hmm. We'll use this as a contingent plan. An admirable or would suggestion. we get them to come to us? We could get somebody a message sent to them insulting... What's that ruffian group? Skizzy? Scarny. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, send a message out that... Uh, you know, through them that we uh, wish to, um, what's the common parlance? Upset them, upset them by calling them silly names or passing a message of ill repute about them. Uh, I'm sure that whoever's, you know, re- will pay us a visit. <laughs> Marvolio, might I point out that we have already <laughs> done such a thing? Mm-hmm. We put several of them to shame in the alley behind the shit house. Yes, I'm aware of that. I'm just wondering, well, maybe they're going to pay us a visit anyway, but I thought we might have no harm in making sure that the appropriate people pay us. Saves us having to do all this running around. Such tiresome business running around cities. Sheila raises yes. her hand. Yes, my lady. I uh, have something which may be of use to you in that department. If you... If you fear small blue elven folk, there is a monument monument in the dockway, nigh on Underbridge, or a statue depicting the twin wizards Kaelin and Romre Vanderil, defeating a a group of Shriziks. Yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce that either. But uh, erupted from the span in the last century. I understand that those who study the statue for some time will discover... Mm, they will find themselves, when facing aberrant creatures... A little more competent in observing weaknesses and how they may move. It might be worth studying it from time to time, similar to the Monument of the Founder's Flame in the Naos district. Anyway, I suggest that you may all wish to take some time off today. Enjoy it at your leisure while I do some research and... Get back to me sometime 
in the late afternoon before evening. Uh, if you would, my lady, I would like to speak to Natalia, if that would be possible. Of course. I was to speak with her myself, but you may wish to do so. Hmm. I'll have one of the servants send you up to her room. Thank you. That's most uh, kind. Unless... any, Hang on. Unless anyone has anything at this point, I'd like to kind of essentially say we, we're going to have leisure activities and fun for a bit, so if people have anything they want to do in that time, let me know and I'll try to get round to everyone without... All um, I can think of is that on the comment of the Sahedrin, hmm. Zaro says, I foresee a dark... Mm, something dark about this star. Items that wished to be reforged, especially ones held and controlled by those that, as we spoke before, were of a possibly tyrannical nature. Is it truly wise for us to attempt to bring this item back together as it is? I believe that is something we shall ascertain shortly when we have the second fragment in the hand. And if it would be unwise to reforge the star, then it would be wiser still to have the fragments secured in Pathfinder Society vaults spread across the surface of Galarian than for them to fall into the wrong hands of miscreants and for misdemeanors to ensue. This is true. That end, we do not know who else might be looking for the star. Indeed. You, one can imagine what would happen if the Aspis Consortium were to find such an item within their grasp. I know I said it before, but I'm once again struck by the idea of the Aspis Consortium and the Pathfinder Society being like the two gangs in just William in 1930s schoolboy outfits, sitting in the classroom with like catapults, <laughs> yelling insults and throwing paper airplanes at each other and stuff. <laughs> I cock an eyebrow at the uh, mention of the Aspis Consortium. Has my character ever heard of this before? Has we mentioned this last session or not? Uh, not last session, but a short while ago. You recall that Plutarch Dremis tried to kidnap you all and oh, him, yes. And hand you over to the Aspis Consortium so that he could get in good with them and they'd be his mm -hmm. friends. I remember that part there. Thanks for yes. reminding me. So you have heard of them recently. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, if that's it, then I would... I'll take my leave from the table, uh, bow, stack my dishes, whatever it is that's customary when leaving the table. Uh-huh. Those servants do that. Um, I asked the lady... Um, my lady, um, I think we mentioned something about a physician. I'm not too sure what his ailment is. You know, if it's this... 
strange air or something. I did not feel too well today. You mentioned something of position, I believe. Yes, indeed. He should be here in the mid-afternoon. I shall endeavour to make sure that I am here for them. I thank you and for your kind of graces, course. my lady. I'm going to be finalizing stuff on here. But All right, so after. while I don't know what everybody wants to do at this time, are we okay? Well, Zaro or... is going to begin after the proceedings finish up, begin eating because he hasn't had time to eat. Mm -hmm. And he is a little hungry from his walk. Okay. That'll give me time to do what I got to do. And then hopefully he can read up a bit and catch up on some of the information which you heard during the briefing, which he didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Is everyone I'm okay going... for me to do the stuff with Connor first? Because he knows what he wants oh, to do. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what were you going to say, Evan? I was just going to go... first place I was going to go in town was to go meditate. at the, uh, Dance meditate at that, that fireplace. Okay, so you'd like to go dance around the farm, the Founders' Flame in the Naos district. Yeah, because that seems more natural to me than actual meditation. Awesome. Um, while he's doing that, would you then like to make me a spellcraft test? Don't have it. Okay. So you're not going to gain a bonus to the damage to the save DC of fire spells for the foreseeable yeah, future. I don't have any fire spells. It's it's more of a roleplay thing for me. Than yeah, a, uh, that's cool. Than that part. Um. I have a little event in mind for some of you for this morning, um, but that's going to wait a little first. So, uh, Tarstarks. Uh, um, I did write a little of it in there. Okay. Yes, you did. It, I can just read it out for in, you. Yes, please do, because it gets scrolled up a lot. So when Soren is escorted to Natalia's room, he takes up a chair opposite her and examines her to see if, uh, from a distance, of course, to see if she has any kind of new cuts or bruises. Um, and if it appears that she has been tortured recently, uh, he'll be make sure he'll make sure to uh, to make it obvious that he means her no no harm. Uh, he'll leave his weapons uh, with one of the servants and try and make sure that uh, he is not posing her any kind of immediate threat. Okay, so let's just plonk them in here for a bit. Um, Natalia lies in the bed, um, not quite conscious yet. Um, her headscarf and her large cartwheel earrings have been removed, leaving her dark hair spread out across the pillow. She doesn't appear to show any signs of recent injury other than the arrow wounds she recently suffered. Um, and I think there might have been a blow to the head or something as well from Brandar, but I can't remember exactly. Uh, I don't think so. Brandar didn't really do anything. There. Okay, so she did just get shot just arrows and mostly spells. in spells, yeah. So, yeah. no recent signs of injury. Um, also, uh, <clears throat> also, a big golden necklace has been taken off. Yeah. Um, she's mostly still in her clothes. Okay. Um, and she's she seems not quite tired. conscious yet. Uh, she's kind of stirring and coming too, but she looks like one of those people who takes a little while to wake up in the morning. Hmm. Um, what the hell? 
Um, I hope you slept well. Um, as a kind of... Uh, uh... Is she tied to the bed in any way? No. No? Okay, good. He did um, notice two servants sitting, standing one either side of the door. And okay. a young maidservant got up and left the room who had been sitting by her bedside when mm. he comes in. Gotcha. I really need to get those sample lists of Varician names handy at some point. <laughs> so for now, they're all just nameless servants. And I should detail them a bit more, but I haven't. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait and kind of let her wake up a little bit. Um, once she is conscious... Uh... Uh, as she becomes conscious, she opens her eyes and looks up at you and she says... You're not him. Not who? Uh, the one who saved me. You're no. not him. No, I am not. In fact, uh, I do not mean to keep this from you. I was the one that first shot you. Uh, I'm sorry for that, but it was necessary at the time. Um, she kind of, you know, shuffles back up the bed. Um, and draws her knees up to her chest defensively. I mean, you know harm now. However, I do need information. And I know that you have no reason yet to give it. She but I also know that you are not... I also know that at heart you are not a terrible person. I saw what the Shard did to Brandar. And it was not my friend. He took it. He did. Of course he did. I never get to keep anything for myself. Hmm. It is probably best that you didn't have it for long. It would have corrupted you in such a way that I can only imagine. Items of power are not easily and idly used without a price. Hmm. I pray that you are feeling better today, however, and he'll rise out of the chair and kind of lean up against the back wall. Um, she sulks quietly while I skim read through her background again. <laughs> <laughs> so carry on, by all means. <laughs> the one who carried you here from the, the sewage that sewage pit of a house uh, has recently disbanded from our party. Mm -hmm. It seems that he was not happy with the way the shard affected him. He was overcome with maljustice and wishes to redeem himself. He has retreated to the temple of Iomede if you wish to meet with him again later. That is, if you are able. So he's still in the town, then? Indeed. He is about. He's the one who carried me down that ladder and lifted me out the window. <laughs> As if I couldn't <laughs> throw it for myself. Throwing you, out, throwing you out of the window is more like... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, probably deserved it. The Shard made Brandar do things that he wasn't comfortable with. And I can imagine that it probably affected you even more than it did he. Which is why I do not blame you for the acts that you have committed thus far. Um, she goes, ah, and like runs her hands up into her hair just to cover her face. Mm-hmm. And sighs and shakes her head and just sits there. How did you come about uh, about finding the item? Why should I gave tell it you? Well, several reasons, really. One being is the people here might treat you a little bit better if you do. But really, what you do with the information is your own. Would they really? I should Not if so. I'm even a part of the society now. You talk as if you've been decommissioned. Is this what uh, Lady Hyde March has told you thus far? What? No, she just... She just... You and I... To know where I'd been, what I'd been doing. It's not as if she actually cares. Um, does there seem to be some sort of a familial uh, resemblance between Lady Hyde March and Natalia? Uh, disturbingly, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a some there's a slight similarity in skin tone in that they have the Varician olivey skin tone. However, it's paler in Sheila's case due to her Chelaxian heritage, whereas in Natalia's case, she has slightly darker skin. Hmm. There's not much else of a resemblance beyond that, really. Okay, fair enough. Um, Oh my god. Um, sorry, I just... Uh, you know I added up all the experience from the last mm. sessions and gave it to you guys? Yeah, of course here, looking at her background, I find out that there's even more experience to give for rescuing her. So I'll roll <laughs> that into this session, because I didn't, I didn't add that in when I was doing the total. Okay, fair enough. Actually, um, so just, no, it wouldn't level any of you, so that's all right. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Natalia, what was it that first made you decide that you wanted to be a Pathfinder? I wanted to... Sani started working for Pathfinders. And I, I thought maybe if I could... They never liked me, you know, with Sarni. They always, they let me work for them, and, and sure, I was useful, and I could do things they needed, but I, they never actually want, wanted to give me any real responsibility or let me do anything. 
Mm. Just do you feel the same about the society? Well, I, I, I kind of hoped, you know, I just wanted to make something of myself. I mean, after all these setbacks and everything, and oh, what a mess I've made of it all. And she sinks her fingers deeper into her hair and starts curling her jaw in towards her chest. Hmm. Ah, that you have. But no one blames you, Natalia. And I, um... I, I, I offered to to give her information, and, and she hired me for information. And uh, there was... See, there was, there was a gang, you see. The, the Tower Girls, they started up new, they, um... They were ambitious, you know, going to go places, do things. We still are, only they probably don't want to see me now. I mean, Teresha, even from what I heard, oh, that woman, she's so full of herself. See, she's she's one of the ones who gets all the rewards, you know. Hmm. And me, I, even though I did all the work and everything, and, and did she say thank you? No, she didn't. She just... She just said, oh, oh, look what Natalia's found. Oh, Teresa, isn't it nice? Why don't you go and celebrate? And she went off drinking with all, all of her favorite girls and didn't, didn't really thank me very much. But, but, but I was better, you know. I, I found it. I found it and I hid so, so she wouldn't find me. So I didn't have to go to her horrible, stinky celebrations anyway because I, I had the thing and, and it was going to be brilliant and better and, and I, I was finally going to be in charge and in control and, and it, it all just didn't quite work out uh, do you want to make me a diplomacy check at this point Oh, this, is, this isn't for one thing in particular this is just an average for the scene okay yeah I'm probably not going to do too great on this but what's the point I'll roll it anyway <laughs> Seven. Okay. interesting mm-hmm yeah. So yeah, uh, you screwed up. You screwed up big time, Natalia. But there's always the chance to redeem yourself. When you get to the bottom of a barrel, the only place to go is up. Bottom of a barrel. At least I'd be mm. in a barrel. <laughs> Some more. Oh. Well, I think what I got from her was probably enough. Um, I don't think anything else is probably going to help as what far as trying to anyway, what you information. Well, usually I don't shoot people and then talk later. But you... Uh, Just come to gloat, have you? You didn't seem... No, you didn't seem like you deserved it. So I came to apologize. Really? Indeed. And for this, I am truly sorry. Really? Really? Yeah, like you care. You shot arrows at me. That I did. You know, I don't think that you could find it in your heart to forgive me for that. When a man turns up and shoots arrows at a girl, it's not the kind of thing she forgets in a hurry. Indeed. But I hope in time that you will learn to forgive and forget. Oh, why don't you just get out and leave me alone? If that is what you wish. Fine. Go then. 
<laughs> Something tells me that you don't really want me to. She kind of huffs and looks away. Wraps her, wraps her elbows around her knees again. Natalia, I want you to know, you may think that you're not worth anything, but I see greatness in you, and Sorn will leave on that. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'll bear that in mind for future meetings with her. <laughs> yep. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, so what things was anyone else wanting to do during this uh, this sort of free period? I'd be uh, heading into town for the moment after finishing my meal. I'd take a quick bow to any of those that might be present at the time. And then to Lady Heidemark. And I'd be traveling to... I know there was two different um, mm -hmm. uh, the two There's statues the, she mentioned. Founders but... flame in the Naos district. Marvolio has found that if he studies the Founders flame in the Naos district, it grants it. It's like a big Olympic torch type of monument. Uh, if he studies it and meditates on it for a while, it it grants power to his fire-based spells. Uh, and the other monument was in the Dockway, the monument of the two twin brother wizards defeating the Shrizix abomination spider thingies. And looking at that and studying it closely may reveal tactics to use against these creatures. It's just he's heading into town to do his normal everyday stuff. <clears throat> so. Um. Malvolio will go and uh, meditate at the um, to get the flame idea. And since the lady um, did mention um, these these other statues, this other statue, he's not too sure what it does. But she has mentioned it, and uh, if it helps him to defeat particular monsters, he shall go and study that as well. He doesn't know why. It's just that the lady mentioned it, and she's obviously somebody important, so it must be true. Okay. So he's going to go and uh, um, do that. And he will be back for the for the healer. He'll make sure he's back for lunch. And from the notes I understand, Lockney is going to the Founder's Flame to dance around it. Um, yeah, I mention that. <laughs> what um, would Muata like to do? <laughs> Sorry, what? Oh, right. Understood. <laughs> what does Muwata always want to do? Eat, drink, and be merry, and, and smash things up, and be destructive? Maybe, or maybe he'll give uh, Natalia a second chance. So, you charmed me. Must have been a reason for that. <laughs> 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 is he wanting to go and visit her, or um, or not? Nah, nah. <laughs> okay. Fun idea, but I don't think the follow through will be as much fun. She is quite badly damaged at the moment. She's still quite heavily wounded. Um, Soren needs to go to the market after talking to Natalia. He needs to sell a few things and buy a few things. Uh, I take it he's checking the party's permission 
on buying and selling? Uh, indeed, there there was a couple of items that I don't think even had any kind of importance. They were just kind of money, money items, assorted buttons and brass comb. Pretty sure no one's going to miss that. Uh, I did remember someone saying that they wanted a light crossbow, and then there was uh, two regular size crossbows, two heavy crossbows, which I neglected to include in the notes. So give me one sec. I'd be looking so, at one of those crossbows, certainly, if I have possible. Preferably uh, the light. Yeah. Um, additionally, have we been paid yet for bringing her back and for returning the item? Sorry? True. Uh, we were supposed to get paid for returning Natalia yes. and returning the item. Yes, that so, was... Uh... 500 gold each, I believe. However, you'd already deducted 100 for your personal share. Right. For my part, when there was for five some people. shopping earlier on. Yeah. So uh, what I'll so do wait, then... Hang on. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, 500 gold for, for... for retrieving the fragments of the artifact and another 500... and another 400 for rescuing Natalia because you've already taken 100 out of that. How about this? How about I just do a thousand gold total, and then I take a hundred out of my share? Well, you essentially have. Right, and that's what I'm saying is, uh, how many people do we have here to split between? Um, for the reward I count for the two, four, five, six, if we include Susanna. Okay. So that was so, a thousand between us then. Yeah. So if I divide a thousand. By six, everyone should gain 166 gold, six silver, and six copper. That's rounding down. Okay. And what's the spare change going on apart from um, minor living expenses? So, yeah, so basically Soren's going to get 66 gold, six um, silver, six copper. So let me just get this right. Actually, is... considering that... Zaro has only just joined up with the party, and he's had no interaction mm -hmm. in the events that have transpired. He's not necessarily he's not actually going to take uh, a share in that, as it was earned by the others at a time when he wasn't present. So, okay, since it was earned by you and your companions. Before I had even been assigned to this, yep. I see no reason why I should benefit from it. That's quite okay. fair and understandable. Yep, fair enough. Um, um, so let me just check this. Uh, Malvolio and Lochni are both heading off towards the Neos district. Uh, I'll be at Soren the Dockway. has been upstairs. Um, Saro will head off to Dockway. Is there anything? Um, Moata is doing at the moment. Just so, just so I can check who's in the same areas for things. People are typing. Yep. 
I was just wondering if it's is it still six into the uh, thousand or is it five into the thousand? Uh, what do you mean? That should be five just... now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's two hundred each, yep. which just settles Evan's question. Um, yep. So. Yay! I've got three hundred and something gold pieces. Ah, great. Um, having issues again. Uh, Balgan, would you mind saving the campaign? <sighs> Just in uh, case. I'll save I don't think that we've really done anything else, but even so. No, I've just we've added tokens on the map a bit to show who's going where, so I know what's going How did you get back over there? Uh, I don't... I, I moved, and then you moved me there. Not you, no. Are you referring to Lockney? No, I'm referring to Malvolio Sorry. teleporting okay. back into the <laughs> where he, he was he was looking at the other maps. <laughs> no, I haven't actually moved them. I haven't moved my, my no, character at all. Um Okay, the cat goes with me obviously, hmm. but yeah. Yeah, but it's easier not to at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So as Moata and Malvolio head off into the Naos district. They observe a rather unusual sight. Um, first things first, there's a little wagon. Right. Wooden wagon, quite sturdy built. And uh, three dwarfs get off the wagon. They've got a couple of a pony at the front that pulls a the wagon. They get off the wagon and it's full of things. They start removing things and um, and they start erecting a small booth. Um, it mm -hmm. looks very... it looks like it's made out of small wooden compartments and sections that all hinge together with pins and things. And it looks very formal, like a very... Um, stylized archway with almost spear-like pillars to the sides holding it up. And then... What? I was going to say I'll go watch. Okay. Um, then two of them disappear behind into it. Uh, and they, they, they do something inside mechanical. You can hear them setting stuff up. And then the three of them move between the cart and the little booth. And by this time, their antics are gathering the attention of a bit of a crowd. Okay? A few people mm -hmm. are coming around and looking. And uh, after a while, uh, one of them strides out to the front. And he bows and doffs his cap. And he says, Good morning, one and all. Roll up, roll up to see the finest sensation of the age. Here, we will present to you the story of the decline and fall. Do I see another Shawanti in the crowd? 
Uh, I don't know if he came with you or not. But no, no, he didn't. I'm just looking for any other Shawanti. Let's say not quite at the moment. Okay, because I was looking for a translator. Okay. The decline and fall of the Empire of... Oh. Here I go looking stuff up again. I can, trans I can translate. The decline and fall of the Empire of Tar Kadurm and how it was betrayed by the evil, foul, wicked, nasty orcs. Ooh. And the crowd kind of go, Wah. I and smile at this and simple um, And, you know, inside, inside this little doorway, at the top of the booth, there's a nice sort of background scene of um, a cliff, a cliff face with dwarven heads carved into it. And yes, in Galarian, the dwarfs did do the carving the heads of the American presidents into the cliff thing in the Five Kings Valley. <laughs> um, and then the dwarfs proceed to put on a very serious and very stylized puppet show. You know, the puppets are very carefully crafted, you know, made of wood and metal and... Uh, and very formal in their behavior. It's kind of like if you can imagine a dead serious Punch and Judy show about how the orcs came and overthrew some of the dwarves <clears throat> and how they're going to get them back and kick them out again. And it's very formulaic. There's lots of repetition of phrases, um, almost like reciting a poem. And, and the dwarves are clearly very serious on putting on their production. And the crowd don't quite get it at first. They really have no idea what is going on. They understand it's supposed to be entertaining, but they don't quite understand. Malvolio looks along with an intellectual look of almost a bravo type thing, as if he gets everything about this. Because <laughs> he's, he's an intellectual snob. Awesome. And translating for you know a, a, the occasional phrase to the Shuanti friend, you know, associate with him. And I'm sitting wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, like I'm watching some sort of toy tennis match. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, well, it takes a... Uh, they, you know, they focus on it, and it, it it's going going to be a good two or three hours, this presentation. Uh, and, you know, occasionally people will drift away, and people will move in. And there's even musical interludes sometimes where standing out the front will reappear from around the side and play some kind of strange hinged thing um, that's basically you have never seen before. Um, as players, you'd recognize it as a, oh God, what is it? Not a concertina. Accordion. Accordion, yeah. But as characters, it's kind of rather unusual for you. And he plays it by squeezing it together and pulling it apart and pressing all these little buttons and keys on his sides. And it's very quite impressive. You know, technically, it's a really interesting performance. It's just very dour and serious and um, kind of grinding a bit at times. 
did someone kill a cat? <laughs> I look up to the sky to see where the sun is to regard the time because we have other pressing issues to do today. Okay, now one minute. Da, 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 da. Oh. oh, my character's just trying to find the the tune in the music and seeing in his head if he could dance to it and contemplating whether or not to get up there and dance to it. Hmm. Kind of a somber, moody thing. Um, Paul, would you... Wonder... Okay, so... Eventually... Are, are you planning on both watching the whole performance or, or not? I want to make sure I get to get to the statues and back in time for lunch. <clears throat> uh, in that, so I keep this, an, uh, whether I open in the position of the sun. In that case, you won't have time to to witness the entire epic. My character's glued. Um, mm -hmm. He he's like long forgotten about going to meditating over there. He sees a whole new meditation here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. When, Which is why I'm getting ready to add myself to the performance. Right. So, Paul, I would like you yep. to... Um, all right, I'll bear that one in mind um, in a bit. Uh, Paul, we, I'd like you to make a spellcraft check for when you go off and study the um, the monument, Founder's yep. Flame. I believe it's plus a big number. For first level, it is a big number. It's a, well, you're looking at a 15. There you go, then. Well, so yeah. usual, um, plus one DC on all fire spells for the next twenty-four hours. Saves you. Uh, then I'm going to wander back to the other place. After I'm that, gonna, um, you're going to be I heading can... back to the oh the other statue, the other monument, mm -hmm. or the manor, because it's going to take uh, you a the... while to get back to Dockway. You might need to head back to the manor to see the doctor. That's why I was making sure I had enough time to actually do both. You see, at this okay, presentation. Yeah. So, um, you head off down that way. Mm -hmm. You do. I'll um, move that way now, and I'll leave well, you there because I'm gonna do. Okay. Uh, in character, I'll just ask if Lockney was gonna come and join us to the statues. But if he seems enwrapped here, I'll tell him. I'll meet <laughs> in Shuanti. I'll tell him. I'll meet him back at the other place. Please don't get lost. His eye. He, he kind of absentmindedly waves by to him and and just keeps. Yeah. He. I'm not performing for money. I'm performing to do the music justice. Okay. Um, is everyone? What's one minute? So. Um, okay. So Lokni gets up and dances um, by the by the uh, musician, who immediately stops and looks at him very seriously. Pause and, in mid motion. And something that doesn't sound very friendly and um, he moves round to the back of the uh, of the puppet show and I'll go with him okay um, I, I don't I don't know what he said to me so it it looks like they're about to dismantle the puppet show and pack up no, I'll, I'll motion for him to keep playing Glares point to me and I'll dance and point to him and he play. 
he scowls at you and, and kind of motions for you to go away. You know, sort of like, shoo, 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 get back in the crowd. You're disturbing the performance, something like that. But you can't quite make it out. He's doing the whole shoe, like, get away, you rat, and whatever. So I'll, I'll back away and watch then. Okay. But from the other side of the performance. And you sit down again. <clears throat> what, you mean watching the puppet show from the back? Of the I'm, booth? I'm just... They're really not going to like that. Well, I'm, I'm going to the other side of the street, and I'm going to dance still. Okay. But I'm not going to be a part of their performance. Um. When they finally finished, I take it you're only dancing when the music's being played. Correct. Okay, when it gets to the end of the performance, and you kind of head back again, and you're passing a little stall that's selling these little cakes, and and they smell really nice, and you fancy one, mm. and you go for your money bag, and you find out that actually, you don't have quite as many coins as you did at the start of the performance. Something must have happened in the crowd at the beginning. Um... And you find that you are missing four coins from your money pouch, starting with the lowest denomination and working their way upwards. Must have been hungry. Don't remember eating anything. Oh well. Making a note. So first the silver's gone. Mm-hmm. And then two of the gold. So no, and um, and yeah, just just so just so players will know, technically he got robbed during the <laughs> performance. Yeah, did I get robbed too? Uh, no, I did do some secret rolls. Okay. Are they have they already to... packed up and left or, or? Uh, they they are packing up to leave. Um, I'll I'll buy an extra like three or four cakes and go over and offer it to them. Do you want to make me an intelligence check? Uh, yeah, give me a sec. I don't, I don't think this is going to go well. So I buy three or four cakes <laughs> and, and go <laughs> offer to them. And good, okay. good show. All right. So what Lockney doesn't realize, but I'm going to tell you anyway, is that they are packing things up in the exact reverse order of the way they put them all out again. So mm -hmm. they clearly have a very regular pattern to this. Mm-hmm. However much the extra cakes cost. Uh, it's going to be a few coppers, isn't it? Yeah, I give him a gold. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'll just give him one gold and pick up the whole box and walk over to them. Food? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of glare at you and scowl, but eventually one of them reaches out for one of the cakes. And uh, they stop for a while and kind of sit down on some of the packing crates and boxes and begin to chat amongst themselves while they eat. Oh. And they, they look at you a bit and at the few coins you'd picked up busking. Not that you'd been busking, but a few people had kind of tossed you oh. coins out of pity. I'll <laughs> give it to them. And, and say, not perform for money perform to, to listen, to, to learn. And they don't understand a word you said. <laughs> but one of them gives you a thumbs up. Um, and they, they eventually pack their stuff up and go away, and you can head back to the manor. I'll take what's left of the pastries back to the manor with me and mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Anybody I pass who looks hungry, hand them one. Uh, I'd say could be on the manor, or or it could be an orphan. It don't matter. It's you get about sharing. fifteen feet, and <laughs> by the time your box is empty, I'd say Kit. When you get back to the manor, all the remaining ones are going to your brother. What well, I could be yeah. wrong. Well, one will go to Sheila, and the rest will go to the brother. Okay. <laughs> um, you'll, it'll take you a while to find her because she's busy studying. I'll sit in a room and wait mm-hmm. with little, 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 uh, like one of the little coffee biscuit cups, capes, uh, biscuits or uh, plates or whatever. And I'll have one of those, and I'll just have it sitting and and wait. Okay, so um, Isaac and Paul. Saro gets to the monument first, obviously, because Malvolio yeah. turns up <clears throat> a bit later. Um, so he studies the monument. Is there anything else he'd like to do while he's looking at it? Um, mostly I'd be performing my uh, normal family rituals. I'd lay out my... Um, I'd pull out the lockbox, take the silk covering, unfold it out, and begin doing my uh, little ceremony right there. Mm-hmm. And I'd, uh, I might take a, a, a good study of the statue while I'm here, but mostly focused on the uh, little ceremony thing I've got going on. Okay, well, while you're doing that, would you like to make me a perception check? Sure thing. Let's see. I think I got a couple points in that. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm doing my divination. Give, given the amount of time you have, would you like to take ten? Um, sure, that puts it up to a seventeen instead. Ah, in that case... You kind of look at the spidery aberrations with the um, with the mages pouring fire and energy down upon them, and the fact that one of them is leaning back on the you know the fire is blasting its underbelly, which is knocking it back, and the one being blasted in the face doesn't seem to be losing its grip on the pillar that it's climbing anywhere near as badly, and you. You kind of realize, hey, these things are kind of soft and squishy on on this underbelly and stuff like that. And uh, for the next 24 hours, you have a plus one um, bonus to weapon damage against aberrations. That's a morale bonus. Oh, incidentally, it's a DC 15 perception check. For every five you beat the check by, the bonus increases by an extra plus one for damage for that period. So you can study the weaknesses in their anatomy. Interesting. Hmm. Was that the same for the spellcraft? For every five I pass, get an extra plus no, one? No, that's save? a flat plus one, that one. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, eventually, um, as I say, um, Malvolio and Scrags will turn up. Mm-hmm. And, and see my you can make the same perception check, if you like. I'd like to make the same perception check, but I'm not sure I'm going to roll that well. 
because I have a positive number to my ro- to my perception check because I've got strengths okay. with me. Otherwise, it will be a negative. <laughs> However, that's when you roll a natural twenty. That's a that's a plus two to weapon damage. Yeah. Note weapon Drag- damage. Yeah, not spelled out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, have you seen that one, Master? Master, look at that. Look, look, it's thin and spindly oh, yeah. where the leg joins the body and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 As in, oh, yeah. Well done, Scrags. I give an extra <laughs> sort of scratch behind the ear, big purr, etc. I said, oh, ooh, that's useful. Well, time to roll a natural 20, eh, guys? And I get plus one to Scrags with me. Oh, wow. wow. I could have done that without Scrags being there because it would be a minus one perception normally and plus one because Scrags. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy. Okay. I can go back to um, my healing bit next turn after lunch. Okay. Can you still hear me? Am I muted yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah. No, we can... Also. Okay. Muting. Okay. Also, you'd probably uh, spot Zaro. Studying there. Because he's a. Uh, well, he, he lives in the general area around. Uh, well, he mostly. His family house lives in, is in the general area around Magnamar, and he's been to the city a couple of times. He's done, you know, his usual thing, which you would notice. Um. If you did spot him at the statue, which more than likely you did, you'd notice that he's sitting down, his legs crossed, and he has a um, a silken sheet, uh, a silken uh, cloth in front of him, mm-hmm. only about five feet by five feet. Like total. a prayer mat. Yeah, something similar to it. And you notice that he's has a stack of silver and black cards that also have the same uh, symbol that's on his... Um, well, it's the same as his uh, necklace and his cloak. Oh, and you, gosh, you see he lays them person. out. He lays them out in an interesting manner. And then a couple cards mm-hmm. here, a couple cards there. And there may be the occasional person that comes up to him, speaks to him, and they sit down, and mm-hmm. he begins taking a more somber feel to how he places the cards. And some people you might have seen have looks of shock on their face. Tears, and some might have tears of joy, you know. All depends this, on how yeah. the cards come. I presume this is a Harrow deck, is it? It might be. In which you, case, you'd have my to... character was going to stay and out of courtesy and wait for you. But because it's a demonic thing, he believes the Harrow card system to be, which is obviously being a devil-based and a devil-demon issue, he will tut in disgust, turn abruptly away, and march, you know, determinedly back to the place. Because, as I say, he believes it to be a mark of demons. And because he's devil-based... He will have no trust with Harrow at all. <coughs> that's, that's, that's explaining my personal disagreement with it, but yeah. Just out so of character, personally, back. does anybody have knowledge of religion? <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm not sure of these characters. I honestly can't remember. Yes, I do. I believe Brandar did. 
then and I have you, very good at it. You could actually make uh, a knowledge religion check, I think. Uh, sure. It's all right with that. Sorry, but typing that in the wrong place. <laughs> typing uh-huh. in Skype that is opposed to the actual map tools. Wibble factor. Okay. Uh, I'll be adding, only fifteen. I'll be adding knowledge religion next level. I have knowledge history for the first one. I'm a wizard, what can I say? Uh-huh. I think a fifteen makes it. I can't yeah, it should do. That symbol on the cards, the symbol that the necklace is shaped in, and the same one, since they're all the same, is the holy symbol of Phrasma. Okay. Because the wooden holy symbol, okay, it's a dark wooden quality holy symbol I'll be carrying, is actually one of um, Asmodeus. But, uh, you know... I'm not for neutral. Hey, you know. Well, I, I'm a Chalaxian. What can I say? It's a national. It's a national um, religion, and I'm a devil. Uh, I'd like to take this moment to say. Yeah, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> no loss for me. I'd like to take this moment to say I'm not entirely sure how everyone else feels, but. How much longer do we want to play tonight? I'm kind of sensing we might want to wrap it up sometime in the next half an hour to three quarters of an hour. I could, I could be very wrong. For the best of the I'm good. I'm good to go for a while. Yeah, it's just me kind of going um, not as prepared as I should have been for this session and things like that. Mm-hmm. Things That's I wish I'd had the got... time to yeah. prepare for. I'm kind of ready there, for a lot of what's coming next, but there's things I would like to be able to be more detailed about. There is one other area I did want to go to in this day, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, going to wait until Sheila passes by before I do. Okay, well, in the meantime, I'm doing a call rulebook check, because the doctor's going to come and have a look at Malvolio in a bit. That's what I was going to do, is I was going to go to okay. uh, the temple... I was going to go to the Church of Gozra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was still going to go out and sell and buy some things, too, after mm-hmm. seeing Natalia. All right. That's good. Yeah, he'll check. If they get the DC of the disease, I get plus four to my next save versus disease. Mm. Um, so let's say the doctor is a gray-haired, rather stern, middle-aged man. Oh, a good proper doctor then. Yes, and he kind of looks down his nose at you like, oh dear, what have you done? What have you got yourself into? Oh, you <laughs> reek like the sewers. My first well, guess is actually, that he, don't would reek, probably, yeah. he would probably be like, more like a, good God, what are you first? <laughs> Let me oh, see if I have your <laughs> physiology He's not actually. Apparently the... Um, <laughs> Apparently the city is quite ethnically diverse, so whilst he doesn't know how to heal him perfectly, he'll kind of quietly assess him whilst judging him as a person first, and then work out, (laughs) oh, does this hurt? As he, like, as he, like, touches the tip of a horn and gives it a little, tries to give a little wiggle and stuff like that, you know. 
Um, yes, it's we can say that he takes his time, and and you do get the plus four bonus to your next fortitude save. Yeah, it's not like three point five where I take the best of the of the actual rolls. Um, you know, it's I just get the plus four. It's more standardised now. Hmm. And that's okay. So he will he will prescribe a course of treatments and you will be restricted to bed and the housemaids will bring warm poultices to wrap onto your body and hopefully you'll make repeat visits because and he will check back he will check back in the morning to see how you're doing he'll also prescribe a particular kind of porridge for breakfast and he'll say not too much food not too much excitement Okay, I'll actually listen to what he says because he's mm. obviously a, a snobby doctor, and us posh people um, understand respect that he's a professional. <laughs> no, well, I respect. I don't, you know, if he's arrogant and snobby and about being a doctor because he knows things and because he knows things, he's can, he, he lets people know he knows things. That will treat that with the proper respect, as to how I expect to be treated by a doctor, if you know a proper doctor, if you know what I mean. Okay. But if he's a nice chatty person, I think, who the bloody hell are you? Get a proper um, doctor. The other thing that I wanted to impress upon the party before we disbanded for all this, and I completely forgot mm-hmm. to do this, okay. so I'll talk about it later after we rejoin, it's that we probably shouldn't wait any longer than one day to go after this shard. Mm-hmm. reason being is because your perception of this thing is that it was at a specific place, and if we don't get there with enough time, it could have already moved. It could be somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to tie into that, uh, was there anything... Uh, Evan, what was the thing Luckney wanted to do good. when he saw Sheila? <clears throat> Give her the cake. Ah, right. Uh, explain... The story behind what led up to buying her a cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gives you a little bit of an odd look. But she says, oh, yes, that would be very interesting. I believe we have some annals related to it. I'm not sure if they were in Shuanti, though. And, you know, how they were like, uh, you know, I, I must have spent some extra money and. So I figured, well, I'm buying cake, so I might as well buy the whole the whole lot since I don't have any change for gold. My silver somehow turned up missing. So I uh, shared the cakes on the way here, and the rest are for my brother. I see. So you'll see them to his room. She she takes the cake and uh, turns and sets it down beside her for later. Um. Oren, was there anything else you wanted Moata to do before all the others got back? Don't have anything in mind. Okay. Um, Something you will have observed is that uh, over the course of the morning, while Sheila was mostly off studying, uh, one of the young housemaids came down and had a quiet, whispered conversation with her and then went off again. Doesn't seem out of the ordinary. 
Um, and then after a while, Sheila made a note somewhere, you know, jotted something down, went off after her. Still doesn't seem remarkable to me. I know. It, <laughs> it's not very remarkable, and it won't seem so until... Until Soren gets back. Hey, look, Soren's back. <laughs> no, I'm not. I gotta um, go and sell shit. <laughs> oh, okay, he's not back yet. Right, okay. Um, hmm. In that case, yeah, I think, sorry guys. I think I'm kind of running out of steam a bit here and needing to call it a break. Um, okay. I really do apologize. You will be going off after the next shard, next session. It's just there's something I want to get out of the way now, but I don't think I've quite got the energy or or feeling creative enough to um, to bring it out there and add it on to this session, so it'll have to be next time. I apologise for that. Okay. I, I really should Sorry. learn not to run <clears throat> Pathfinder Society games at short notice and, and need to study when I should be preparing for Shattered Star, because it's kind of hurt this session, I feel, and I should oh. do better next time. To make things easy on you, um, all I'm doing by going to the Temple of Gozra is to... Uh, um, make a donation and to hopefully pay to get my uh, whatever disease it is I'm suffering from dealt with. Because I would go to this is a traditional doctor to me. Okay. Um, they look at you and they, they say, oh yeah, you do look a bit under the weather. Nowhere near as bad as Malvolio did. Uh, I, I, I don't want them to get rid of my scars. No. I just want them to you know, make me healthy again. Yeah. How much is it going to cost you to pay them to cast Cure Disease? Uh, level of the spell times... The level of the caster times 10, I think. Yeah, it's 150. Something like that. It's about level... It's, a, uh, it's 150 yeah. gold for a disease. Okay. Better. Yep. Then I will add another 50 in for my donation and, and tell them that uh, I won't donate again for probably six months. Okay. Yeah, because that wasn't exactly cheap, was it? No. Wow, okay. So I can remove Lukni has contacted this disease there from there. Despite the fact that another save tomorrow and the next day and you'd probably have been fine, you know. But he's mm -hmm. just making sure, because he knows he's got poor fortitude saves and tends to be... Well, I've also got one more con to, to rest off, but... Uh... I'm not asking for less arresto. I'm just asking to have the disease removed from me. Okay. Um, so yeah, I will. I'll <clears throat> guys, and I'll I'll save the campaign file again, so I'll be able to work on it over a week. All right. Uh, I do apologize for calling it short. We could have probably played on for a bit. We started a bit late, which didn't, you know, it kind of ate into motivation a little bit. Um, essentially, what I want to do is, when you get back. And uh, and go over things in the evening. There's something that should come to light that I haven't quite read up on enough yet. So I'm not feeling ready to run it, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so we we'll say bye for now. If anyone wants to say goodbye to the listeners, that'd be lovely. Uh, take it easy, everyone. Take it Vita. easy, everyone. Avita Zane. See ya. Hasta la vista. Baby. <laughs>